Hey, Caden. Hey, Christian. Are you done with your list for the books that you enjoyed this year? It's been done. Really? Yeah. Then what are we doing? Are we going to make an episode about the books that you liked and the games that I like? Or are we just going to talk about stupid shit? Stupid shit. Because that's what our listeners want to hear. Us being stupid and listening to stupid shit. Hello, hello. Welcome to A Novel Console, your weekly podcast where we talk about books, games, food, and stuff that caught attention during the week. My name is Chris, and with me is my beautiful co-host and wife, Karen. I feel like you hesitate every time you say wife. I'm still getting used to it. You had to add it to your text. Yeah. You wouldn't have remembered. Yeah, because I keep going automatically to girlfriend instead of wife. He never even went automatically to fiance. He always went automatically to girlfriend. I still do. You still call me your girlfriend? I have to stop and think about it before I say girlfriend, because I mean wife. Yeah, because we got to tell them bitches that you ghosted that we run into in public that I'm your wife. It's not my fault. You guys decided to eat at that horrible restaurant. It's Jen's fault. Jen picked that restaurant. So we should have probably done that for Gorbich this week. Oh, damn it. But we've had a very busy week. We'll bring it up again later. It's fine. We've had a very, very busy week. So instead of our usual episode, we're just going to do a little discussion, just like the title says, where two podcasters discuss their hobbies. But before that, we have... Very important news to share. Dun, dun, dun. We have the winners for Medieval and Ninth House. They are Ephra. Ephra Mir and Marla. So Ephra gets Medieval and Marla gets Ninth House. Um, so we will be sending these out soon after we contact them. Happy drive to work, Marla. You're getting a book when you get to work. Does she listen on her way to work? Yes. Well, uh, she did last week at least. <laughs> Nice. All right. And uh, I am guessing I'm going to have to send Efra's package to Russia because we have a Russian listener and he's my friend. <laughs> I hope um, what's-his-face doesn't steal it. Putin? Yeah, Putin. 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 Rasputin. <laughs> rah, rah, Rasputin. Okay. Russia's greatest love machine. Okay. <laughs> so for next, the next giveaway, which we are going to announce on January 1st, it's going to be Pikmin 3 Deluxe Edition and Fable. We just announced it right now. Yeah. So it's for January 1st that we're going to give those away. Oh. Yeah. So we will announce the winners on January 1st. Yes. That's... You phrased that uniquely. I think you're not paying attention. I am. But yeah. So like I said, uh, we really didn't play or read or eat anything interesting this week because we've been kind of busy. I've been Ubering a lot and Karen was reading a manuscript. I was. I normally read like five books at a time, sometimes more. I've definitely had to narrow it down because of getting burnt out, but I had to kind of pause everything and just dedicate myself solely to this manuscript because I... Went past the deadline like the procrastinator that I am. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm supposed to vi- finish this book tomorrow, but my friend is here. Miranda was here. We forgot to... That's true. We forgot to mention that she was here. <laughs> Sorry, Miranda. Oh, well. Does she listen? No. 
And it doesn't matter. So yeah, how was the book? How was the manuscript? It was great. I I was really, really worried because since joining Bookstagram, I've had a lot of um, indie authors reach out to me. And I was like all gung-ho to say yes to every single one of them in the beginning. Until I quickly realized that um, their work is not quite up to the standard that I am used to. Reading, you know, very popular <laughs> published books. Um, so, yeah. But this one was great. I didn't have to scam or anything. What was it about? A dystopian society. You love those. I used to love them. I haven't really read much in that genre since, like, high school. Hmm. Wait, no, that's a lie. But still, oh. not as much as I used to. Yeah, so, like I said, I've been Ubering a lot. And I had this very weird Uber uh, story from the other day that Did I Did you even tell me about this? No, I did not. I saw that. And I... You can see it on the notes? Yeah. So... This 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 was one of those weird ones. I feel like most of them are weird. There's there's some very very weird ones. I've had a couple of weird ones, and this one kind of stood out because I started thinking about it today. And basically, what happened is I got this call to pick up this guy. I get to the house, and I just see him standing outside with a half empty two liter of Coke. And he comes to get in the car, and I ask him his name. He says, "Yeah." My girlfriend told me to take this Coke with me because it's nasty and she doesn't drink it. Like What? And I'm like, oh, really? My girlfriend doesn't drink it either, so I'm the one that has to drink the Coke. Excuse me, what? My wife. My wife. No, that was you one. you probably told him your no, girlfriend. No, I said wife. It was one of those in- instances where I had to stop and think. Oh, I wait, said wife. she's my wife. Yeah. So as soon as I finished saying that, I look at the, at the mirror, at the rearview mirror to see him. Guess what? Is he pissing in the Coke bottle? No, you will never guess what happened. He is doing something weird with the bottle. No. What? He fell asleep. As soon as he sat down, (laughs) he fell asleep. He was sleeping. (laughs) He had just sat down and he started sleeping in the back seat. Do you think he had something in that Coke bottle? No, it it was straight up Coke. And he was... He he was a kid. He was mustn't have been more than eighteen, and he he had an anime shirt on. He was a kid. Guess he was just really tired. <laughs> yeah, like he literally fell asleep, and I was like, okay, then I'll start driving. And it drove like thirty minutes, got to his place. It was a gated community, and I, I call him by his name, and he wakes up. I said, hey, can you give me the code so I can drop you off at your place? Like, no, no, I'll get out here, and he just gets out of the car and runs away. I'm like, what? the fuck just happened? That reminds me a little bit of this one guy that I picked up this one time. I don't remember where I picked him up. I do remember very vividly dropping him off at this sketchy-ass apartment complex on Texas fucking Ave. If you live in Orlando, you know what I'm talking about. But this bitch sat in the front seat with me with a full Starbucks cup and fell asleep. And he was just hunched over, holding his Starbucks, and every time the cup went to, like, just tip far enough, he'd snap awake, sit up, fall back asleep. Cup would tip just far enough, snap up. But then I had to gently nudge him when we got to the sketchy-ass apartment. That reminds me of another one. Um, I don't know if I told this last week or not, but it was uh, this guy that I picked up at, a, I think it was at a complex near where we live, and I had to take him to some student dorms 
over at Winter Park. And when I picked him up, I asked him his name. He says, yeah, 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 that's fine. Just take me over there. He sits in my back seat. I'm driving, and I look through a rearview mirror every once in a while to make sure that they're fine. And each time I look, he's, like, leaning a little bit over to the side, leaning a little bit over to the side, leaning a little bit over to the side. That's the point where I couldn't see him. And I get to the complex where I'm going to drop him off, and I look to the back, and I don't see him at all. He is not back there. And I look down, and he's sleeping on the seat. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me he was sleeping on the floor. Might as well have. (laughs) And I was like, I hope that when I wake this dude up, he does not throw up in my car. I woke him up. He's like, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. I was like, I'm, we're here, man. Um, is this good? He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I find that <laughs> he just stays like that. I was like, all right, well, well, you have a have a good day. He gets I was like, yeah, yeah, you too, man, you too, you too, you too. He just walks out the door saying, you too, you too. You too. <laughs> he was so fucking wasted. I feel like he did tell this last week. I don't remember. <laughs> But I, I swear, all of the airport trips fall asleep on the way to the airport. Yeah, so one today. He fell many. asleep a couple of times. I had a, a guy that I took to the VA hospital. He fell asleep a couple of times. It was like 10 in the morning. I should be asleep right now because I woke up at 4. I'm exhausted. But, oh, well. Thank you. Yeah. For all you do. I know. I'm wonderful. You feed Luna. Luna is eternally grateful. She is not one of the aliens we from Toy Story. We are eternally grateful. Okay. So the year's almost over. It is. It's, uh, thank God it's almost over. I mean, but I feel like once it ends, it's just going to continue. Don't. I mean, we're we're on the uphill battle. Uphill. Uphill. We got a better president. We can only go up from here. We really need to get rid of Congress. All of it. Unfortunately, we do not have the power to do that. We can if we shoot them all. Oh, God. Don't say them. You better get them out of the podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to delete that from the podcast. I don't want Secret Service knocking down our door. They're not going to do shit. Oh, God. We're two nobodies from Orlando. Nobody listens to this. It's In the fact, nobodies that you should always suspect. If peop- So few people listen to this podcast that the only people that win our Patreon giveaways are our friends that support us. And our parents. And our parents. Who've deliberately said, if you ever draw me, throw my name back in the pot. Don't don't give me anything. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, so it's been a very shitty year, but somehow we decided to start a podcast. We started it. This is episode 16. I'm proud of us. And it's only going to get better starting next episode. Um, our next episode... We are going to do the top five worst things we read and played this year. I don't know if I have five, but I will make sure that I have five. I'm going to hurt some feelings. And we are just going to destroy these things, like spoil everything, make it so that people know how bad these pieces of shit were. And then for the final episode of this year, which will come out on the first, we're going to talk about our top ten books and games that we read. And then after that, guess what we're going to do? What are we going to do? Arcade month. We're going to play. All right. We're going to go to that Gods and Monsters place or whatever it's called. Yeah, we should go there. But what I was thinking is we're going to play some arcade ports that I have and uh, we're going to give one of them away for the month of January. Can I play Galaga? Sure. I love Galaga. Sure. You can play whatever you want. Cool. But it's been so, been so cool doing this podcast. We have so different listeners. Uh, 
we have from Peru, from El Salvador, from Russia, which France, from France, France, from Puerto Rico, from a bunch of states, and we have actually fifty followers on Spotify, which is fucking mind blowing. <laughs> that. 50 people decided to follow us on Spotify and pay attention to the shit that we post every single fucking Friday. That shit is humbling. And you you started crying earlier because I told you that we were on Audible, which I didn't know. It was so crazy for me to be able to open. I'm going to tear up now for me to like open an app that I, well, haven't used on the regular here lately because I canceled my subscription because I'm broke. But (laughs) um, one that I was using like... All year long, because I had downloaded all of the Sarah J. Mass books on there. Anyway, um, and to see us on that same platform, it was just, it was pretty freaking cool. I know. It, it is. And guess what? What? After 15. Oh, my God. 15 fucking, fucking weeks, episodes. 15 fucking weeks and 50 fucking episodes. Fucking Pandora. Finally. Put us on. You can listen to us on Pandora. You can literally listen to us anywhere you get your podcast. Not most major podcast streaming platforms. All of them. Even Audible. But we're going to break our uh, pattern for this week because... It's okay. We already broke it for Thanksgiving. Yeah. We're very responsible. (laughs) (laughs) So let's go into discussion time. listening to that wonderful new song that we found for discussion time karen leaned over and gave me a kiss on the shoulder oh she's so cute sometimes sometimes most of the time when she's awake i'm not cute while i'm sleeping no because i always have to take the keys away from your motorcycle that you keep revving up well, every guess night. what you were you were riding the hulk last night <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. (laughs) How was I writing the whole? You were real fucking loud. (laughs) And at one point, you were were on your side, and you like kind of flung your arm up into the air, and you're like... (laughs) (laughs) It was Uh, was something else. I was drinking mud. Mm. So we have a discussion time this week. We are talking about our hobbies, how we got into them. Uh, what we enjoy about them, what we hate, what we think about a few specific things, and we're going to give examples. So hopefully this will eat up a little bit of time. I know we're running right now with around 14 to 15 minutes. So let's go ahead and get started. Karen. Christian. I have a question for you. What? How did you get into reading? Oh, God. Um. Well, if you want to take it all the way back, I distinctly remember... Yeah, all the way back. The first person in my kindergarten class to read an entire sentence without help. I pronounced rhinoceros by sounding it out. And the paraprofessional was so impressed with me. And she went to the same church as us and made sure to tell the whole family at church the next Sunday about me pronouncing rhinoceros. 
just reading it. Um, so you know. <laughs> I, I've told you I've told you the story about um, me saying hippopotamus in Spanish when I was a kid. Yes, say I, it again. I didn't know how say to stop, so it. I would say hipopotamo instead of hipopotamo. So cute. So I was calling the hippopotamus a uh, hippopotamus monkey. <laughs> My parents would get so mad at me. They're like, no, it's hipopotamo, not hipopotamono. Don't say mono. Just say hipopotamo. Hipopotamono. I can imagine baby Chris saying that. That's so cute. So for me, how I got into gaming was because my parents bought me a Game Boy. Why did they buy you the Game Boy? They just like see it and uh, think it was cool, or somebody told them about no, it. No, um, if I remember correctly, I think I had some motor skill issues when I was a kid. Hmm? I had bad hand-eye coordination, <laughs> so uh, my mom heard that uh, gaming or video games were good to help for helping develop hand-eye coordination. I'm guessing you know platformers and all that shit. You have to have pretty good. Oh, that's the platform where I want to go. I'm gonna jump over there. Um, so, yeah, but before that, I remember being in the daycare, and the daycare lady's son had a, a Sega, and he had Sonic 2 on that Sega, and sometimes we would bring it out and let the kids play with it. And surprisingly, the first game I ever played was Sonic 2 on the Sega. Genesis? I don't remember the name. What was the first book you ever read? That book. It was something about little animals that played baseball or something. But the first book that I like remember reading of my own accord. Hmm. I remember reading a couple of those. Um, what were they called? Like the little diaries from historical figures. There was one. That was a diary written by this girl who was on the Titanic, or young Cleopatra, and they were... What the fuck? I know, but... And they had, like, um, deckled edges. They were really pretty. I remember the Cleopatra one had, like, gold sprayed edges, and I remember the Titanic one had deckled edges, and it was just, like, diary entries from these young historical figures... I loved them. And they had the pretty the pretty um, built-in bookmark string. I was obsessed. I think I got those at the Scholastic Book Fair. Oh, and Harry Potter! So, your first, like, real, real book, not kid's book, that you read, was one of those, or was it something different? Was it Harry Potter? Harry Potter and probably To Kill a Mockingbird. My mom made me read To Kill a Mockingbird Probably way sooner than I should have read it to really understand it. <laughs> but she loved it, so she's like, here, read this. Did she love it because of that one sentence episode where Homer says, I read How to Kill a Mockingbird, but it, it really didn't teach me what I needed to know. It just taught me about how to tolerate uh, people that are different from me. It didn't really teach me how to kill mockingbirds. It's not called How to Kill a Mockingbird. It's a Simpsons joke. Haha. It's a good joke. I, I just don't know how to say it properly. And I just really don't understand all the hate that that book gets. I think it's really, I don't know. Racist? 
No, it's not racist. I feel like it's definitely anti-racist, but it is also, like, historically accurate for the South. I don't know. I feel like everybody wants to rewrite history now, and unfortunately you can't do that. No. No. So, the first game I ever finished, I have no idea what it was. I think it was probably Star Fox 64. You know how I tell you that every year I finish Star Fox 64 at least once? I finished it about four times this year. I feel like I'm lacking. It's a really short game. You can beat it in 45 minutes. Why do you keep playing it? It's so fucking good. It just brings me back to my childhood. It's it's. So you're a, a fox in a hypersonic jet fighter killing other animals and robots. And you have a team with a falcon... A hare and a stupid frog, and that's that's what you do. It's just so much fucking fun. It's so good. And it's such an easy game to beat. It's just like, I'm having a bad day. I want to play something that I know that I'm going to enjoy. I'm going to go Star Fox. I'm going to take out all my anger and frustrations into these little animals flying these ships that they probably shouldn't be flying. It's so good. It's so good. You should probably play it. I'll, I'll make you play that soon. Thanks. I know one of my old roommates that I liked... Played it and really liked it. Or maybe, I don't know what I'm talking about. Star Fox 64? Ratchet and Clank. Anything oh, similar? Oh, Ratchet and Clank is really good too. But I no. remember her being excited about the Ratchet and Clank movie. I watched it. It wasn't that good. But the game was pretty good. So, what's your favorite genre? So, I was actually thinking about this the other day because I think I may be questioning it these days. Because normally I would tell you it's fantasy. I've always said fantasy. Anyone who asks, I would say fantasy. Typically, I would say young adult fantasy. But most of the adult fantasy that I have read of late just has not been up to par. But I also feel like I don't know if it's me or if it's just because I've read so many really fucking good young adult fantasy books that the other ones just aren't measuring up to those anymore. And I, I just have really high expectations. I don't know, because I also have really, like, developed this stupid infatuation with romances, as y'all have seen in a couple episodes. I actually read two historical romances this week. Now listen to them. But they were, like, hot and heavy. Like, um, the the terrible book covers that you see in the bookstore. Like Danielle Steele yeah, and all that shit? Yeah, well, no, not like Danielle Steele. She's not really a romance author. She's just, she writes shit. Um, so it's like, but no, like, like those, the, the those... half-naked man in the kilt and the woman shoved up against the tree and the wind is blowing her hair. Where he has, like, a bowl, a, a bow. On his crotch, and you see his testicles yes! hanging yes! underneath the like bow. <laughs> Except, okay, so the first one was how to love a duke in ten days. I think <laughs> I know, I know. But get the, get the next one. Wait, wait, it gets better. I, I thought you were going in different directions. <laughs> there, while you were mentioning the title, I thought you were going to say how to fluff a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it kind of does tell you that. But wait, wait. The, the 
the second one is called All Scott and Bothered. <laughs> All Scrot and Balls. He has, he has on a kilt. Let me show you. It's wonderful. Look. Oh, wait. You can't really see it here. All Scott and Bothered. <laughs> All Scrot and Balls. <laughs> I can't with you. He's looking up the picture on Google Images to show me <laughs> dude's fucking scrot. Look at the kilt. It just it's like a blanket <laughs> over the, over so, the two of them. It's so stupid. And this doesn't this look like an old romance novel? This yeah. was published like just a couple months ago. I shit you. Have not. you shown that to your stepmother? No, but she would love it. I'm sure she would. She would eat it up. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so my friend, reading in Fairyland, who still hasn't, you know, given us all the money that she owes us for plugging her on the podcast. Well, if she hears this episode, <laughs> she's going to be surprised at the amount of money that she owes us. I think we've, I think I've mentioned her in like half of the episodes now. How, how many, how many dollars per episode are we talking uh, it's here? That's five bucks per episode. She she owes us an easy twenty bucks, easy. She she owes us like fifty. I haven't mentioned her in ten. Anyway, so yeah, I don't know anymore. I question things, but I still like fantasy a lot. That's still what I seek out when I look for books. What's your favorite genre? That is not an easy question. That is a very hard question to ask somebody that plays everything. I literally play everything that comes out or try to. I'm going to say one of my favorite genres are, is RPGs, uh, especially JRPGs like Final Fantasy, even though I don't really like Final Fantasy that much. Um, but, you know, Chrono Trigger, uh, Persona, all those type of games, I fucking love them. Uh, Skyrim, even though it's not a JRPG, Fallout, Witcher, I love those games. They are so fucking good. But... If I had to say what my favorite genre is, and this is me being biased because of a particular game that I'm playing. Is it because of Yakuza? It is because of Yakuza. Uh, I would have to say action, open world action adventure game. Ramen games. Stop being racist. Well, you always want to show me the food. The food always looks delicious. Yeah, it looks very S- realistic. Super high quality pictures of food. Uh, but yeah, it's Yakuza. It's open world. It's not like Grand Theft Auto where you get to drive cars, but you do have a giant city to explore on foot. You have a lot of fights. The stories are amazing. Uh, there, there's so much I want to say about Yakuza, but we, we really don't have the time. So I'm going to cop out and say whatever the hell Yakuza is is my favorite genre because every time one comes out, I lose my shit and I play it nonstop until I finish it. Literally loses his shit. Every single time. Then I have a hard time finding my shit because I don't know where I left it. My turn. What's your favorite game of all time? Uh, probably Star Fox 64. That, that Yeah, it's Star Fox 64. It, oh, it could also be Ocarina of Time because that's another game that I at least try to beat once every year. Uh, it's Zelda. I mean, it, it's, it's the best Zelda ever made. It's, You've named like five games now. I don't even know what you're talking about. Zelda. Zelda, Ocarina of Time. That's not what you said at first. I said Star Fox 64, oh. which I love, and I beat more than five times a year. 
But Zelda, uh, Karina of Time, it, it's so fucking good. The Everything about the game is good. The dungeons, the gameplay, the story. It's better than this last one. Than Hyrule Warriors? Yeah, whatever oh, that definitely. was. Definitely, yeah. Of course. I mean, it, it's the first 3D Zelda game that ever came out. And they just did it right from the get-go. It's, it's so fucking good. I actually want you to play this game, too. But you will never do it because you don't love me. Are you kidding me? What's your favorite book of all time and why? Do you know how hard that is? Yes, I just fucking answered the question for you. Like, I want to say it's the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I want to. But if I'm being completely honest with myself and the public, those books are really fucking hard. (laughs) And they're really dense and it's just hard to read, even though it is so worth it. It is a hard to read. Stop making fun of me. That's what you said. You make fun of me all the time. They are very difficult books. Very difficult. Very dense. <laughs> but I love them. Please don't get me wrong there. I love them. It's so worth it. But the last time I read them... I was not reading multiple books at a time. It was over summer break, one year in school, and it took me three months, one month apiece. So that the that's your favorite. Those are your favorite books of all time. No, I say okay. I want to say that those are, but I can't because they're hard. <laughs> okay. Okay, so then I have to think about what's the book that I've reread the most in my life because I feel like that is my answer. Let me guess. I'll give you... Pride and Prejudice. Yes! Look at you! Oh, my God. Look at those lines. Look at that spike. You fucked up the audio right there. I was really loud. Sorry. Please don't scream or breathe into the microphone. (laughs) sorry. So, yeah. I've reread Pride and Prejudice a stupid amount of times. And um, it's just... It's also dense and kind of difficult to read. (laughs) (laughs) Just like your husband. Dense and difficult to read. What's he going to do? An idiot move or a smart move? I'm going to tell you right now, just bet on the idiot move all the time. 99% of the time you're going to get it right. (laughs) Don't trust your husband. He's an idiot. Classic British literature is, you know... They talk more smart than we do. (laughs) (laughs) Then somebody asks you, why do you like this book? Because it's really good. I don't get it. And then you feel bad and you say, sometimes I wish I wasn't so smart. So I I do feel bad because, um, so this friend uh, from high school, from back home, she joined Bookstagram this year and... As a community, we kind of convinced her to finally read Pride and Prejudice. She DNF'd it. Oh, my heart. But she has watched the Kira Knightley movie, at least. So I guess that's something. Oh. So wh- why is it your favorite book? I think because it's like the best example of enemies to lovers of all time and that's like my favorite trope i don't know what it is i love that trope so much i think about all of my favorite books that feature romance in some way like a court of mist and fury they are fucking enemies to lovers every single one enemies to lovers well except aragorn and arwen but we don't get to see the beginning of their relationship maybe they were enemies i don't know 
That that actually brings me to a point that I want to address, but we'll leave it for later. We're we're almost done. Uh, we have a couple more questions. So, real quick, what do you like about books? I love the escape. I love that I can have the worst day ever, come home, crack open my book, and step into a completely different life and momentarily forget about my problems, which is my husband not remembering that I'm his wife. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to say it, it, it's about the same, except with video games, I get more of a sense of I'm doing something. What I'm doing matters. This is important. My decision has an effect on what I'm doing. Even if it's just a linear game, just the, let's just say I'm playing Devil May Cry. The order in which I press the buttons matters in what the combo comes out to be to deal the damage to the enemies. So, you know, it to me, I, I like a good book. I really have a, have a hard time just sitting down and watching TV, watching a series. But give me any game. I will sit down and play that motherfucker because I I get something out of it. I need you to read. read I need you to read Poon Poon. I, I am going to read Poon Poon. I, I was actually looking for something to read the other day. I couldn't figure out what I wanted to read. Go get Poon Poon. That, that's a good idea. So what drives you up the wall about books? What pisses you off about books like nothing else does? story tropes or fucking writing or what a book that tries to be innovative and a hallmark movie okay i read a book very recently that is a pile of trash i'm not going to say the title right now because i might talk about how trashy it is in another episode in the next episode they literally repeat the same day over and over and over thinking it's like cool and it's like magical realism i know which one you're talking about isn't it written really poorly too like isn't aren't the conversations like really stilted scripted too yes i can't yeah if you if you can't write dialogue and you can't I, I just... Uh, I read two sentences when you put it down at one point, and I, I, I told you, this is shit. Do you like this book? Tell me which book. The Christmas one? Yes! It was terrible. And the more I think about this book, the lower my rating goes. My sister was actually reading this book and posted on her story yesterday, I'm about to go take this little bitch to the little free library because it's so bad. If you want to read a non-progressive plot, it's literally the same thing. And it changes by like, oh, um, somebody's sweater got torn. That's the only thing that's different on this day. Oh, he didn't crack his tooth on a cookie. That's the only thing that's different this day. But every other fucking thing is the same. And they think it's cute. And oh, God. So I, Gag I think me. I think it's pretty much the same thing with games. When a game tries to be too smart than it actually is. That shit. Yes. That shit drives me up the fucking wall. When they try to be innovative and they're not innovative. You know what game does that perfectly? What? The Last of Us. Everybody has such a fucking hard-on for this stupid fucking game that has horrible controls. That's the one with The Walking Dead, right? It It is The Walking Dead, but shitty. With the baby. The baby? The baby. No, that's in Walking Dead. It doesn't have a baby. No, The Last of Us. Isn't there a baby? No, there's no baby in Where's The Last the of Us. Where's the fetus? That's uh, 
uh, Death Stranding. That's oh, different. That one was actually good. It Don't was, listen to me. It was a long slog that every gamer should do at least once in their lives. I did it. I loved it. I am never going to play that fucking game again because, Jesus Christ, it was a massive waste of time. And I loved every second of it. Forgive me taking us on a tangent here. It's the fun. Last of Us. But The Last of Us. I mean, it, The Walking Dead did it better in their Tall Tales game. It was click, uh, uh, point and click adventure. The story between these characters was so much better written. The characters were so much better than in the, Walk- the Last of Us. And in The Last of Us, these two fucking characters, Joel and Ellie, are so fucking unlikable. They are off-putting. They are horrible, horrible fucking people that are so selfish and... God, they fucking suck. All the bad stuff that happened to them in the second game, I am glad it happened to them. They deserve it. This game deserves no praises or anything that they've gotten. It is such a bad fucking game. I had never sat down and struggled to get through a game as hard as I did with The Fucking Last of Us. Fuck that game. Fuck this book. That drives me up up the wall. It's, It's not a good game. So... What's more important to you, the writing or the story? The way the story is written or what the story actually is? You know, the world the world building, the lore, what's more important? The writing, because I can't focus on the story if the writing is bad. I Re- can't. Really? Yeah. I remember several months ago, we did a buddy read. I'm not going to name this book either, because the author was actually in the chat with us. And I... I mean, there was a grammatical error, like, every single sentence. And it wasn't just punctuation, because that I can I can get past. It irritates me. But, I mean, like, pronoun antecedent agreements. If you don't know that, you have no business writing a book. What are you talking about? Pronoun antecedent. You know, like, he, they, and then using the proper verb to go along with it. Like, they speak. He okay. spoke. I, I'm, I'm using tenses now. I'm making it weird. Anyway. (laughs) I I know what you mean. I couldn't, I could not focus on the story because this book was so poorly written, so poorly edited. So the structure, the words themselves, it was just bad. I get that. Yeah, no, I, I, I know, uh, I, I can relate. The The way that I can relate to this is you don't really get text to read in video games. You get gameplay and story. And to me, gameplay is more important than the story. I mean, if you have a shitty-ass story and really fun gameplay, you know, you're going to get through the game. Now, if you have horrible gameplay and a good story, it's going to take a lot of effort. I, I think that's kind of uh, a little bit of the issues that I have with... Um, Death Stranding is that the gameplay is very repetitive. It's not broken, but it's not revolutionary or amazing. It kind of does nothing new for the genre. It's just walking, getting from point A to point B. The story is fucking bad shit and it's great, but nothing is new about it. I mean, it, it was a struggle just getting this game done, but I'm so glad I did. So I, I forgot to ask, um, you said that you love that trope about enemies becoming... Enemies to lovers. 
what other tropes are there that you like and which ones do you hate? I'm not a huge fan of friends to lovers. It weirds me out a little bit. It can be okay. Think of me and Kevin to lovers. No. Or you and Mara to lovers. Mm. <laughs> you were less turned off by that yeah. than you were me and Kevin. <laughs> anyway. Um, Which ones do you like? I love enemies to lovers. I can like a good fake relationship if it's done well. If it's done well. Some of them have been done very poorly. I, I have one that I think you might relate. And that is the chosen one. The trope of the chosen one. I fucking hate that so much. Why does there always have to be a chosen one? And why do they always have to win and prevail? Yeah, sometimes the chosen one works. Like with Harry Potter. Not even. It does work with Harry Potter. I mean, the just other one. you don't like Harry Potter. Harry Potter's just, it's just bad. You're bad. Uh, in Lord of the Rings, Frodo was the chosen one. Yes. But. Sam uh, saves the day. And Sam would have been a better ring bearer than Frodo. Yes, he would have. And at the end of the day, Harry isn't really. Harry has a whole army of people behind him making all of this possible. So what? He's just a fucking poster boy? Yes and no. I mean, he does do a lot of this stuff on his own. He literally dies for everyone to be saved. Okay. But spoiler alert! <laughs> Um, so these are my romance tropes, because I guess romance is my new favorite genre. Secret billionaire is such a stupid trope, and it's used so much. It's so stupid. Come on. We can't think of anything else. Stuck together. That one's stupid, too. I can't. I can't. It's forbidden love. I can get behind the forbidden love. If they're cousins? Not that one. The second chance trope. I mean, it's like I've told you before, um, the reason why I never dated any of my exes again after we broke up, it's because it would feel like pooping, taking that poop and shoving it back up your ass. So why why would they think that second chance can work? The final trope we're going to talk about is from a book that we recently discussed on the podcast. Oh, Lord. The Love Triangle. Ugh. Team Edward or Team Jacob? Holla! No. No, it's not done well anywhere. It's always a fucking mess. Somebody ends up Poor pissed. Katniss and PETA and... What was the other kid's name? It was Team PETA or Team... What was his name? I wanted him because he was hot. PETA wasn't hot. Liam Hemsworth. What was Liam Hemsworth's why name? Why did she have such a boner for? Games. Why did she have such a boner for Peta? Because he gave her bread once. Yeah, but she didn't even remember that at first. He that's, had to jog her memory. That's so stupid. It, and then they fake committed suicide together. Jesus Christ! I yeah. hate all these fucking stupid teeny bopper what books. Cane, no, Cade. I don't remember his name. Cat piss never clean. Oh. So, what makes a good story to you? Solid world building, minimal info dump, witty banter, realistic dialogue. Goes yes. With witty banter. Yes, realistic dialogue. I think a lot of people. I, I remember in one of my theater classes, we had to write a screenplay, 
And our first exercise in getting ready for doing this was to go out in public and like listen, eavesdrop on conversations basically, and write down everything that we heard to get a feel for how people realistically speak to each other. Because a lot of people will write things like, hello, how are you doing today? I am fine. I had a piece of bread for breakfast. Uh, Okay, calm down, Siri. (laughs) But people will will write that way because they're not thinking of, you know, how you and I are talking to each other right now. It's not, um, how do I say? Cohesive, fluid. It's not a structured conversation. I mean, but I feel like if you structure it, doesn't it become, like, robotic? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you write it that way, it will read robotically you have to write it in natural speech patterns right right yeah a lot of these a lot of these indie authors do not understand natural speech patterns (laughs) that's funny so yeah no I, i get good natural uh dialogue is important you know, same with games, good natural acting in the voice work is is 100% necessary just to get the scene through, just like in, in any movie. Yeah, no, important to the story, I don't mind info dumps or lore dumps as long as they're not too big or too complex. That too. I can deal with info dump as long as it's not like two pages worth of info dump. Yeah. Now, I I do like about video games, and this is something that books uh, probably can't do, is that you play a video game. The video game, let's say, is 10 hours long, right? In those 10 hours, many things can happen. The lore, the world building, and everything can be spread out throughout those 10 hours. A book doesn't really have that luxury, it could, but you know, I, I don't. I don't know where I'm going with this. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, because I always think about Crescent City, and I think about how like this book is like 700 pages long, and she made the first 300 fucking pages like a history book, just building this universe that we need to familiarize ourselves with. And then I was bored because I felt like I was reading a textbook. It's like a good example of uh, a lore dump done the wrong way. Is the Mandalorian. The first episode, the first, I want to say two-thirds of the first episode are info dump, boring, long-ass shit. It's only interesting when we get to the last, like, five seconds of the episode. It's interesting when the shooting starts. When the shooting starts, it's interesting after that. Before that, five minutes. Yeah, I mean, we watched it. I introduced it to my aunt uh, last week, and I rewatched that first episode again. And holy shit, is it slow? It is boring. But it gets a lot better. No, it definitely does get a lot better. But still, Jesus Christ! But I could, you could also argue that that was a good way to do it because they're only these like thirty to forty minute segments. Just get all the boring shit out right then, and then you've got a whole season of fun to go. I mean, I guess I guess that works, but let's say you're brand new to Star Wars. You're just watching that for the first time. You're going to hate it. You're going to bail. Exactly. It's, bo- it's fucking boring. My aunt fell asleep. I was falling asleep, and I had seen it already. 
You were struggling with it too. Mando needs some um, voice inflection because he's already a little bit um, non-expressive. Nasally too. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's keep going. We have one last question and that'll wrap up the episode. This is way longer than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> we ramble. That's the point of it. I know. Uh, so let's let's roll these two questions into one. This is going to be a double. I want to ask. Okay. Can the story be good if the characters are shitty? And can the characters be good if the story they're in is shitty? Yes and no. To I both. would say the same thing. To both. Because... <laughs> If a, a story can be as amazing as possible, but if it does have shitty characters, I don't care. It can be the most amazing world built ever. And if you give us two thirds of characters, I'm out. And the other way, too. Actually, the other way, I think works personality, personally, it works more. Uh, if the characters are good and the story is shitty... That's completely fine with me. An example of this would be Final Fantasy VII Remake or Final Fantasy VII in general. The characters are pretty decent, deep, great characters. The story is kind of fucking shitty. It's really, really boring. I hated originally Final Fantasy VII after a couple of years replaying it over and over again, getting stuck in the same part. I've grown to like it, but... You know, it's the characters. If those characters weren't wouldn't have been there, I wouldn't care at all. What about you? So I'm thinking about my favorite book of the year in answering this. I should probably pick something not as good as it. But I think about, okay, if I had that exact story with really crappy, non-expressive characters... I know for a fact I would not have liked it, and I would not have made it my number one book of the year. I probably would have DNF'd it. But if you had given me those same characters in a shitty story, I think I still would have finished it and enjoyed it. Maybe not loved it, but the characters can make a huge difference. Because you can at least bond with them, or relate to them, connect with them. I feel like it's harder to do that with a story that's also muddled by characters that are awful. That's my problem with The Last of Us Part 1. The characters are horrible, and the story is not great. It's just another zombie apocalypse story. The reason why people love this game is because the main character, Joel, forms a father-daughter relationship with Ellie. They're both unbearable to me. The second game has such a much better story, and it's because of the characters that they introduce. But there are exceptions to this, like Yakuza. The first seven Yakuza six Yakuza games, six, zero, one, two, three, four, five, seven. The first seven Yakuza games with Kiryu are amazing. Kiryu is an amazing, wonderful, deep, wholesome character. And the world that you play in, the city of Kamurocho, it's 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 amazing. It has all this story that spans from the late eighties all the way up to you know twenty eighteen. And then you got this new game with Ichiban Kasuga in Kamurocho in another city, and 
same thing again. Amazing characters, amazing world, amazing lore. You know, it hits all the notes right. Has any story ever done that for you? Has any book ever done that for you? Yeah, I mean, there have been several. I'm thinking about my top, like, ten books of the year right now that I don't want to spoil off the bat. But I, I can think of, like, loving every single element of those. They had great stories, great characters, great everything. And, that, and it's it's fulfilling when that happens. Mm -hmm. You know, when you finish playing or reading something, you loved every single aspect of it. And once you're done, your life feels like it has no meaning. That's how you know you enjoyed something of quality. The Hangover. What the fuck is The Hangover? A book hangover. Oh, I thought you were talking about the movie. No. Oh, God. No. <laughs> All right. So that's enough of that. Let's get into some housekeeping. So... Uh, go sign up for our Patreon because some people won stuff today and some people are going to win more stuff on the first of the month. Uh, that stuff being Pikmin 3 Deluxe Edition for the Nintendo Switch and motherfucking Fable. I was about to say, my game, I mean my game, <laughs> my book title sounds so lame after your game. You should say my book first and then say the game. So we're giving away pay. Payable. <laughs> giving away Payable and Fickman. <laughs> Fable and Pikmin 3 Deluxe Edition. And uh, you can win those games by joining our Patreon for $2. Just go to patreon.com slash a novel console. Link is going to be in the show notes. Uh, you, can re you can remember, or remember, whichever one sounds better to you, uh, to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at a novel console and on Facebook at facebook.com slash a novel console. Don't forget you can also tell your friends that they can find the podcast on most major podcast streaming platforms and they can also listen on YouTube by searching for a novel console. And don't forget to tell them to subscribe, like, and comment, which we would really enjoy it if you did so. We would really enjoy it, especially Luna. You should also leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts so that more people can find us and we can get this community growing faster than it is you can also email us at a novel console at gmail.com and we will read your email on the show if you don't want us to read it we won't read it you know whatever you want and uh, art 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 can you read this i'm trying to bark <laughs> our art was done by metamorphicae on instagram and uh you can find her link to her instagram in the show notes and with that we're done for this week um that was that was a it was way longer than I expected it to be. Yeah. You got but, some editing ahead of you. Oh, Jesus Christ. But it was fun. Did you have fun? I had fun. Good. All right. You want to say goodbye to everyone? Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone.